This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But I, the fact is a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing? In order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that, that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to a special edition of the iFanboy podcast, Wanted. Hey, welcome to a special edition of the iFanboy podcast. This iFanboy's at the movies. We're talking about Wanted, the film adaption of adaptation of uh, Mark Millar and JG Jones's uh, miniseries from a few years ago. And I am Connor. I'm here with Ron, and, and I am John. And we're going to be talking about the film with spoilers. We saw it. Everyone saw it. If you didn't see the movie, you don't want to be spoiled. Pause the show. Come back. But uh, if not, let's roll on. So, 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 quick recap. Wanted was published by Image Comics in 2003. Um, what was it? Oh, six, 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 six started in 2003, 2004. Six issue miniseries, right? Um, yes. Um, JG Jones on art. Mark yeah. Miller did the story. Um, very typical Mark Miller. High concept. This is the Watchmen, but for villains. Uh, it's um, like, what if you found out that your dad was a supervillain, and and it goes from there, and, and then. Uh, we did um, we did a video show about the comic book, so there's yes. there's a good so, twenty minutes of us talking about that comic book. So make sure to check that out if you're not familiar with that book. Um, s- but we're here talking about the movie. So the movie the movie uh, was direct. Who was it directed by? Some name was Tam- it? Tamir Beckman Betoff. Not gonna work here. Ah, Tibor. Oh, Papa Homer. Um, and so um, so it was directed by that guy, and then it starred uh, James McAvoy as the Wesley character, and Angelina Jolie as the Fox character, and Morgan Freeman as a character named Sloan, who I don't think was in the comic, and. Um, and honestly, I was very excited to see this, and I said it on the video show um, that I thought this was a good thing for comics. It was a non-super. It was a well, no, I mean, it was the comic is a superhero story, but it was not. You know, like it just it was an image comic that was made into a movie. I mean, Mark Silvestri's name was up as an executive producer. You know, you saw Mark Miller and J.G. Jones's names in there. It, I I I thought this was going to be a. I, I was very excited because I I felt as if this was going to be a good moment for comics. 
Speaking in uh, past tense. I yeah, guess. yeah. Well, because I saw the movie, and um, <laughs> and, and I don't know if you can legally call this an adaptation, by the way. No, I don't think you can. Um, it's a title transference. Well, okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically, um, as mo- I'm speculating here, I have no idea. But as far as I- if you know who Mark Miller is, he's Scottish. Um, if you go back to our episode from Wizard World Chicago last summer, um, I interviewed him. Um, he's got a very heavy Scottish accent. What what I imagine is that the director and the writers sat in a room with him after the deal was done, and they wanted him to tell them the story. And it was like a four or five hour meeting. And he starts talking, and he's like, "Oh, it's great!" And he starts going into Scottish thing. And the, the writer just goes, "Do you know what he's saying?" And the other guy's like, "No, just write write it down, write it all down." And so they're writing it down. Then he leaves. I was like, "What the fuck did he just say?" I don't know. And, like, <laughs> and that's how we got the movie that we saw this weekend. <laughs> and they never read the book. They never read the book. Right. They were like Wesley. Wesley Gibson. That's as far as I got. They got, they got Wesley Gibson. They got guns. He said something. And good, Fox. Yeah, and Fox. And then, then he said, "Did he say something about sweaters or or looms or 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 thread or something?" Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, write that. <laughs> Fucking, I sat in that movie and I couldn't believe what I saw. Couldn't believe what I saw. Well, let's 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 back it up. The move the the the, the book is about supervillains who secretly rule the world, and this yeah. guy finds out he's a, he's a son of a famous supervillain. The and book he is about bad guy. Yeah. he becomes a really bad guy. He he's a murderer, rapist, and he becomes a bad supervillain. The book the movie is about a guy. Uh, it's almost it's almost the same. The first two minutes of the film. No, no, we, I, I, yeah, I mean, we, meet, we, we yeah. meet we meet this guy. He's a cub, he's a cubicle monkey. His girlfriend's cheating on him with his best friend. He hates his life. He's a nobody. He doesn't find out his father's a supervillain. He finds out his father was an assassin, part of a group of assassins who uh, are making the world a better place, which wait, is about wait, as no. far from the moralities you can get from the book. Wait, no, uh, but, but specifically, they're a uh, fraternity of assassins who, by killing people, keep order and balance to the world. But they get their orders to kill wait, people. Wait, let's, let's get to that. Yeah, they, we <laughs> really have to build to that. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, really, because that was the moment. Yes! That was the moment in the theater where Connor – and this was one of those experiences. If you've ever been to a movie with me before, you will find that there are things that I start laughing at very hard that nobody else laughs at. And in this one instance, just Connor laughed along with the Yeah, no, it yeah. was it – was, I, I saw it with a couple of friends of mine here in San Francisco who all read the books. And, and one might might have been affiliated with the book in some in some capacity. And – when that happened, we just all – it was like, Connor, do you remember when we saw X3 and, the mo- and when Cyclops died when I leaned over and looked at you? Yes. It was, it was one of those moments. It was one of those. <laughs> no, Josh and I, our laughter echoing through the theater when no one else was laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like, speak come of, on. No one else is laughing at this? Because, I, because – I speak, of course, of the loom of fate. The loom of fate! The loom <laughs> of fate! It's a fucking loom that, based off the pattern of the threads, give binary numbers which spell out names of people who are supposed to die. What the fuck is that? I I was like, maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe it's just random shit that they're taking information out of that's not really there. So I go back to my conceit where Mark Miller is going, oh, it's great, and he's a Wesley, and he's he's a cubicle, his life is just shite, and he's got a gun, and and they're just, and how did they get Loom of Fate? Like, how? Well, listen, here's the thing, and I want to make this clear. I did not love this book. If you watch the show, uh, you'll know that I didn't love this book or if you've ever heard me talk about it. It's it's really one of my least favorite books I've ever read. So it doesn't bother me that they didn't uh, follow the movie. 
Um, if the movie didn't follow the book, that's but, what I mean. But, but that that but, said, though, that said, I thought the opening, the introduction of Wesley, the um, the his life, all the stuff with his girlfriend and work, and then him getting pulled in by Fox and getting introduced to this world, and then the training, I thought was spot on. I thought if you were going to do it in a movie, that you know, aside from the aside from the wax bath where they have regenerative powers, where they get they heal the Lazarus their, pit, yeah, the Lazarus pit. Aside from that. It, it was like I was like, okay, I'm cool. I'm there. You know what I mean? Like that was good. It was the moment that Morgan Freeman showed him the loom of fate that I just, just said, oh fuck. <laughs> I, like, I thought this movie had so many problems beyond the loom of fate that oh, were just yeah. inter- internal logic yeah. problems. Stuff made no sense. Oh, there were plot holes. There, was, there were. There yeah. was a couple of great sequences. I really liked the final action sequence when he when he takes down the assassin yep. ring. I really thought that I was, was well, but, but with the rats. Well, the, so the rats Pied aside, I, I, I liked the, uh, the running in. Yeah, the running uh, in was great, but the bad CG rats was just. Uh, was, uh, but but things like, well, let me just hold on. There was a, there, all right, right at the beginning, I knew there was a problem before the loom when they show they show the guy who's supposed to be his father, who's really not his father. Yeah. Who who um is is killed in the way his, his father is killed in the book supposedly. Yeah. Um, he runs super fast through a building, jumps through a plate glass window, jumps across an entire avenue, lands and shoots each other. So I thought, oh wow, they actually are going to the superhero angle. Yeah. But then later on, they they reveal that the assassins have heightened adrenaline, yes. which allows them to see and act quicker than everybody else. <laughs> that doesn't explain how you can run super fast. That no. doesn't explain how you can jump through a plate glass window and not get cut to ribbons. Yeah. That doesn't explain how you can jump about six hundred feet across an avenue and land and shoot people. Yeah. None of that is explained by heightened adrenaline. Yeah. Heightened adrenaline is not like. Some sort of cure all that allows you to see faster and react quicker, yes, perhaps, but not to withstand either, either fucking wax math. <laughs> well, that's a whole other thing, but like it, that, the, the explanation for their abilities didn't make, make sense with their abilities themselves. Yeah. Um, there was all kinds of like the, the the strings of the plot never never made sense. The yep. the as Josh pointed out in his thing, um, sequences were lifted whole cloth from other movies. Yep. Um, <laughs> Well, the, the whole, the whole. I mean, and so the, basically, the big twist is that he gets Morgan Freeman pulls him into the into the fraternity, saying that your father was killed, and help us get to the guy who killed his father. So he gets to the guy who kills his father. This amazing action sequence with a train, in, and that that a train derails on a bridge and falls in a chasm, and he shoots the guy who he thinks is his father, and then it's a no, quiet, no, that thinks killed his father. That thinks killed his father. It's a quiet moment, and then the father just goes, "No, I'm your father," and I know, dies. You like, was waiting for that for like. Yeah. The whole time, I'm like, just tell him. I know. I was like, oh. like, you could see that coming. And so, like a so, bus down the street. So then we find out that Morgan Freeman is actually the villain because what he's been doing is that he's all the assassins' names came up in the Loom of Fate. So he started making his own Loom of Fate with other names to keep to keep it all going. <laughs> just boy, oh fucking. Well, as, Josh, know, as, as Josh pointed out, the scene with the train where they land on the gl- plate glass and it's breaking while they sit on yeah. it, that was l- lifted fr- right from Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Or was it 2. Uh, Lost two. Jurassic Park 2. Lost World. The second no, one. but but so so what happens is is that is that so Fox, Angelina Jolie, who trained Wesley, and they, you got they, you wonder are they are they connecting or somehow? Wesley goes to kill the, his father, who turns out to be his father. She gets orders to kill Wesley, and Wesley gets away by shooting the glass out and falling down in the chasm and falling into the water. And yep. then we fade to black, and we come back, and he wakes up back in Chicago because Ter- Terrence Stamp saved him. <laughs> like, like it was just like that—that that was the biggest plot hole. Like, way to skip this huge. Like, they're in the middle of Europe in this chasm and water, which and and the old dude, the old guy, the old monk guy, brings him back Zod. to Chicago. How? General Zod. Yeah. How? Well, the thing is, there's that, and there's the. I mean, there was a lot of times where I was like, I've seen this in other movies. I mean, the whole yeah. first scene. 
I hate to bring this up, but you know, like it was office space. Like was, I literally yeah. expected to hear corporate campaign. Well, just a moment, like over yeah. and over again. I expected Lumberg to walk up. So yeah. like, they <laughs> they got that across. Connor, say it. Lumberg wasn't so bad when you think about it. I really I rewatched the movie, and he was a jerk. But man, he was in there on Saturday when everybody else had to be there. You're not wrong, <laughs> but like. Like so, they got that tone by just doing the thing from the other movie. God, I love that. Yeah. You know, and they, yeah. There's a lot of lifting. It was a yeah. piece, was piecing a together other films. I thought the best friend was 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 funny. It was good though. I mean, that was you just hate. Yeah, you, but that was hate, just yeah. that was the O face yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and like that was one. Of the, I mean, that was one of the kind of funny things. You know, oh god, I could complain about well, so many things. And it was so I, funny because 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 you know Morgan Freeman's character is slow. This guy Sloan, and he's the one who runs. He both runs the textile mill. As well as the as well as the fraternity of assassins, and he's. But we also make sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, that was Connery. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Can, anyway, I, the only thing I can say like him is Andy Dufresne. That's it. That's well, don't, don't get started. Morgan Freeman doing Lean on Me because I'll do it for hours. They used to call me Crazy Joe. <laughs> Man, they can call me Batman. Anyway, um, that's all he says for hours. But um, uh, so he's this refined, well dressed. They show him eating with the nice silverware and everything like that. And then at the end of the movie, when towards the end of the movie, when Wesley, you know, takes down the the fraternity of assassins, and they're in this room, and he he tells all the other assassins what Morgan Freeman's done, and he's just like, and Morgan Freeman does his little speech back. You're all supposed to be dead. He's like, so he's like, shoot that motherfucker. (laughs) And it was so out of character. It was just the the, the crowd went nuts. Yes, of course. This is the catchphrase that people are going for. Shoot this motherfucker. And he was like. Yes, that's the fucking wordplay I've been looking you for. You see, now what's interesting though is that while the movie was awful and it wasn't any, of course, it was, we knew it wasn't going to be anything like the comic book, and I agree that it's a bad movie. I think that people will enjoy it. We are going uh, to get more hate mail about this podcast yep. than anything since X three. Yep, which I've, was even which was more awful. By I've the way. told many people that it was awful, but that 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 they'll, they'll have a good time if they go see it because it's so awful. Now, whether or not people – I think people will like it because it's got action and it's got guns and curving the bullet and, and all that crap. Okay, but. Let me, I, I'll go through a laundry list of things and, and we, can, we can discuss them because I don't want to – listen, here's the thing. I don't even know if it was that awful. It was actually very mediocre and when I don't really – I hate mediocre even more than awful. Yeah. Later on, it became awful and then it became funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that part was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it had a pretty only, good only you and I really, really seemed to find that in the, in the that's theater. True, that's we had a true. Good, we had a good time laughing at the loom. It, it had the loom good... of fate. <laughs> I just get Morgan Freeman to say that. I can't believe it. The shot of all the the the, the, monks, the monks in hoods around the loom, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, are we supposed to be taking this seriously? Um. Okay, so you got Angelina Jolie, and she's doing the "I'll just not say anything and look serious" school of acting. Yeah, that's it. Yep. She learned that from Brad Pitt in uh, Troy, by the way. Yep. She, and she needs to um, gain a little more arms. weight. Yeah. yeah, she was. She's she's a hot chick, but not as much that, anymore because she's creepy. That one scene where she showed up for the first time, she's supposed to, you're supposed to be like, Ooh, oh, it's creepy. Yeah. yeah, everyone in the theater sort of sort of giggled because she looked like death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not well. Um, uh, wait, what else? Um, oh, the, one of the other things that really bugged me. Um, you know the scene where. Uh, they go back to his girlfriend's apartment, which, by the way, seemed to have happened way too late in the movie for when yeah. it should have happened. Yeah, yeah. to get the um, gun, and, yeah. And Angelina Jolie kisses him. Yeah. Now, the one thing that I have to give the book credit for is that whenever there was a line drawn in the sand, the book said, we're going to cross this line. Yep. And in this movie, they didn't even really go with the tone of it because – she kissed him, and I was like, how – I mean, in the movie, she would have fucked him on the bed or something in front of the guy – I mean, in the yeah, comic book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they would have done something 
offensive. Something she would have blown him or something. Yeah. Kissing him is what you do in a Molly Ringwald movie. Yeah. It's it's not. It's just like the point of the book was at least, if I can at least respect the idea that they were like we're going to push all these boundaries and yeah. this movie didn't push any boundaries it was the, the last scene Connor's correct the last scene uh, where he's running through the factory and he's shooting people and he's switching out guns and stuff that was the best part of the movie that was really inspired I was hoping yeah. for more of that yeah. but there are other scenes like when he first arrives in Budapest or wherever they were and he's running and it was it looked like a real dude running yeah. who wasn't very athletic yep and it was just I was just, I was like this is just well I I, def- I definitely didn't think there was enough of the killing like I thought like I like show like they showed him do a couple of kills and stuff like that and I was like show me more of that you know like it was all he only, I, he only pulled off one or two assassinations yeah, the rest exactly. was all him trying to grab something out of a loom yeah oh, god and so did and then the the big plot hole then being did those killings were they real did it mean yeah. anything was or were they this, just somebody Morgan Freeman didn't like yeah it's Morgan Freeman yeah. just making people up the whole time back, I, there was been a resolution of that back to the girlfriend though fantastic job on the girlfriend who that was I, I know like seven girls like that. <laughs> when she's like did you feed annabelle i was like oh my god so um <laughs> but um but uh, it's not me this week <laughs> but um yeah and and even the well okay so at the end at the end of the movie when he get when he gets his when he takes out morgan freeman did you catch that in the cubicle uh the the name in the cube was jg miller yeah. was miller and then the yeah. cube the cube next to him was steve mcniven yeah oh, i didn't yeah. see that one. yeah the cube next to him said steve mcniven it was blurry but i caught it um and then, and then, I mean, the, we talk about the end of the the book being thing. They they tried to capture the the swagger of the end of the book in the comic at the end of the movie, but even then, I didn't think I was like, oh, whatever. So, well, because he wasn't staying a bad guy, right? Yeah, exactly. What's funny is that he put on his dad's jacket at the end, but yeah. it looked stupid because it was too big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he looked like a little kid in a big jacket, and I was yeah. like, really? Oh, Come on. Well, so oh well. <laughs> I, I just, we, we, we thought the train would derail with Hulk. It didn't. It derailed with Wanted. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Hellboy, Hell, and Hell, Dark. Hellboy and Dark Knight bring it back. I assume they will. They both look really good. Yeah. No um, way Hellboy would be a bad movie. Oh, man. No. Oh, God. No. There's Luke, no way that Batman movie is going to be a bad movie. And if it is bad, it's going to be a spectacular disaster. Loom of Fate. It's the Loom of Fate. That's, it was shocking. It was shocking. This, that, that, you know, I got to give him credit that that is now uh, – that is the new – it's a new thing. It's like, oh, that's the Loom of Fate. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that's the word for anything that just doesn't – it comes from out of nowhere and, and doesn't mean anything, but yeah, it's the linchpin for the entire story. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Oh, loom of Fate. Well, I got to give you know Miller and J.G. Jones credit. Hopefully they're laughing all the way to the bank. You know? oh, absolutely. Good yeah. for them. I mean yeah. you know what do, you, what do they – they're cashing a huge check. Hopefully they have some sort of – God, you know, it's point point in the in the in the back end, and that they'll help them out more. But God. I'm sure I'm assuming it's gonna be the number one movie this weekend. I assume it will. Yeah. So. Well, it's either that or what else opens? Oh no, Wally opens this weekend, which I saw last night and was fantastic. By the way, although Wally was not to get off the topic, but it was almost too cute. It was too adorable at times. Like it hurt. I was like, oh god, can it be any cuter? You're you're getting off topic. I know. Anyway, all right. So um, make sure to head over to fanboy.com. Check out the other podcasts um, as well as there's a post about wanted to see. All the people who disagree with us. Um, and <laughs> Here's a good one. By the way, if you do disagree with us, you absolutely agree. I am not someone who hates fun. I do love fun. <laughs> you uh, hate fun. <laughs> I don't hate fun because I'm not alone this time. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're all and, and a rare normally, moment of all of us in agreement. <laughs> okay. But don't – you could write to us if you want. Post on the site. Yes, yes. Go there and tell us because we can't respond to everybody and tell you, no, no, I, I really didn't like the movie. No, yeah. The best place to share your thoughts is to go to ifanboy.com and post on the thread and, and, and it will be the thread for this podcast that's on the right side under under the podcast as a special edition wanted and just let everyone know what you think there. That's a very good point, Josh. So. 
Yeah, I can already hear the first voicemail, by the way. Yeah. One is the best movie of all time. <laughs> who didn't like it? Who want character development? <laughs> all right. So, so um, coming up next is Hellboy Two, which is uh, the weekend of I think July like eleventh or so, like around there. So we'll be back. To yeah, talk it's, that's actually uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be back to talk about uh, Hellboy Two. So and I'm um, looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. So, um, all right, cool. I'm Ron. I'm Connor, and I still don't like anything. <laughs> you hate fun. <laughs> Dude. Doesn't it make you feel better? The pigs have won tonight. They can all sleep soundly And everything is alright